I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey guys, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 64. Please advise Christina, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really, really good. I'm actually the best I've ever been in my life, probably. No, I'm not, I feel but like I'm doing pretty well. I feel like you're probably having a better week than Drake, even. Uh, by the way, I don't understand what's funny about the hotline bling video. Like, I watched it today <laughs> and I was like, is this funny? Because this is exactly what it should be. Like, I it's it's exactly what I expect from him. And I think it's perfect. Yeah, that's why it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was why. Yeah. And it's also just kind of ridiculous in terms of like, his, it's just perfectly. I feel the dancing. It's, 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 it's me. It's like perfect for memes. And that's perfect for Drake. He's being very, he's just trolling the internet with that video. Yeah. That's I don't like doing. the beard though. The beard is real gross to me. <laughs> it's really gross to me. I'm not a it's fan so of dark. those types of beards. <laughs> yeah. Like the, ha I don't like that lower. You got to go full beard. I don't like just the lower beard. Yeah. I'm not same reason I'm not into mustaches. I think part <laughs> partial facial hair is gross. It's really gross. My dad to me. has a mustache. I like it on your dad though. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Hispanic on, men can wear mustaches. Can have mustaches. <laughs> like once someone's a dad, I guess no one's really like thinking about them sexually anymore, and they can have a mustache. I'm sure your mother <laughs> thinks about your father sexually, but I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> no, she um, does. I do want to say that I did something really dangerous last night. What? I don't take Ambien, but I take something <laughs> called um it's a it's a sleep medicine and it's like it's supposedly like not that intense, but it's, it has a pretty strong effect on me. And I w walked to Pinkberry in my sleep last night, but like I was awake, but I was like I'm asleep. And I ordered a large plane with Captain Crunch and strawberries. And then I walked home and I ate it. And then I just went and laid down. I Wait, went to sleep. So this is, you took an Ambien last night? No, it's my regular, it has like an Ambien like effect on oh, me. Oh, wow. Like the things that I just wanted it to clarify that it's not, I just wanted to clarify it's not Ambien because typically that's what people, and I can't fuck with that. I would be so addicted to Ambien. I already can't sleep. But uh, it was great. I mean, it was, it was. A little sad for me and that I was I'm I can I'm a very lucid dreamer so I can also know like when I'm being judged in my sleep and 
I, you know, I knew I was sleepwalking. I was embarrassed because I was, <laughs> I just was visibly asleep. Like I just looked like a, an asleep person. My eyes were very heavy. I either looked asleep or like on, on crazy drugs. And so uh, I just felt really judged at Pinkberry and like I was really embarrassed because I was like, this, there, no one else is here doing this. I'm the only person who thinks it's appropriate to be here at 1130 <laughs> on a Friday night alone. Eating sleeping. Captain Crunch yeah. Pinkberry yogurt. But it's the best. Captain Crunch is the best Pinkberry topping. I mean, it's the best Pinkberry topping. It's kind of the only one, really, as far as I'm concerned. I've never actually had Captain Crunch or Captain Crunch. Don't call it that. It's Captain. <laughs> we can call it Captain. That's more, I feel, respectable. Um, our guest today is Scotty Landis. He's a writer on the show Workaholics. Hi, Scotty. Hi. Uh, thanks for coming here today. Oh, thanks for having me. So we first met a few years back um, because you worked on a show produced or that was starring Whitney Cummings. That's uh, right. Love You Mean It. It was her talk show. And you I was on guest. it a few times. But also, my best friend, Ed, was... I guess your writer's assistant. Who's the writer's assistant? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he like you're one of his fave people. That's great. That's a huge compliment. And I enjoy hanging out with you, too. I think I actually you are one of the few people I genuinely respect. And I don't I mean, I know why it's because I think you're a nice person. and I think you're very smart. But I I actually realize that probably today when I was trying to like think about okay like contextually how Scotty coming on the show I was like oh I actually really respect him and that's I don't nice. I can't really say that about many people oh thanks that's nice um that makes me sound like a negative person no I'll um, take it <laughs> don't take it from yourself uh so it's kind of our Halloween episode great which is exciting are you excited for Halloween can't wait uh do you know what you're gonna be I'm going to be Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, good. Yeah, so have... when people take pictures with me, they can like hold up my head and my arms and I'll slouch over with them. Yeah, That's a really good one. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm going to be uh, the mom from Goodnight Mommy. Oh, yeah? And Ed's going to be one of the twins. Oh, I'm cool. I'm very excited. Oh, that's great. Um, it's like a bandage-heavy outfit. It's mostly facial bandage. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> Like, you know, I, I got some sort of, like, explorer-looking, you know, she dressed very European. Mm -hmm. It's all okay. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? No. It's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, good. Then I'll definitely watch it. It was, Ed and I went together. Did I talk about Good Night Mommy on this podcast already? Yes. Okay. It's just, it's really fucked up. So, uh, yeah, you should, everyone should see it. I'm going to look it up. It's a foreign film. It's about these, like, you know, it's about a mom being slowly, it's a torture movie. Oh, fun. <laughs> did you at I mean to, I meant to ask you this. Did you at any point like feel faint during the movie? No. Okay. Oh. So they didn't it wasn't like a gross torture porny kind of scary movie cuz I know you're no, very sensitive actually, to torture that. Torture porn really bothers me, yeah. but that for some reason this type of movie doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, like, I, for some reason when it's in a sexual I guess actually for a very good reason. When it's in a sexual <laughs> setting, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. I just I just remember that time we went to see for Carla Girls and you Faint, almost oh, I fainted. I walked out of them because, okay, so Macy Gray gives an abortion, an illegal abortion to a 16-year-old girl. And sure. Like, it's Macy Gray's voice oh, yeah. narrating over like a back rusty, alley abortion. rusty egg beaters. Like, why is there a rusty egg beater in the oh, room? No. Like, why is there, like, it's just Macy Gray's like almost like a, doing like a soliloquy of sorts, like <laughs> overlaying a montage of rusty instruments. I'm like, you hear this girl crying. And, uh, yeah, it made me it made me pass out. And all I could think is afterwards I was like everyone or actually when it was happening was everyone here thinks I just had an abortion. Everyone Right. Like, so you were deeply <laughs> touched and had to get but, out of there. No, all I kept is cuz you know when like you see someone get kicked in the nuts, you must feel like a yeah. feeling in your stomach, a residual yes. pain. All I was thinking of was rusty instruments in my uterus and that's I'm sorry, that's enough to make a girl want to pass out. Those are very sensitive parts. That seems like the perfect scene to do like a super cut YouTube video with her Gap holiday commercials from back in the day. <laughs> Just that would be perfect. That's genius. You should probably I think that's I got to learn to edit better. I think like yeah. my friends that put that kind of thing together. I'm like, yeah, that would be. But then uh, 
I would spend too much time doing it. Right. That was so hot for a while. Do you remember like back in early 2000s or mid 2000s? That was all you really needed to learn how to do was edit a fake trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you got a comedy job totally and you're on your way. It. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm missing a clothing swap right now. Apologies to those people. It's a charity thing. I feel like an asshole. I didn't even tell them I wasn't coming. And I don't think they care. But I just feel bad because I don't think that's good for my name to not come to things. Scotty, we have a game that we play here called Do You Fear That? It's actually probably perfect for this Halloween episode. Yes. Super spooky. Um, so I'm going to ask you uh, 50 fears, and the answers are yes or no, or you can elaborate. Okay. Um, and, you know, just like, don't do the guy thing where you think about it on a surface level, and you're like, oh, no, that doesn't scare me. Okay. Like, really put yourself in that position. I'm open. I find our, our straight male guests have a really difficult time with that. I'm wide open. Let's do it. You're a straight man. We should point that out. That's a, uh, we like to kind of give some stats. How old are you? Do you mind if I ask? I'm 34. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perf. Okay. Um, being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. No. Deep space. Yes. Fire. Yes. Food in countries you've never been to. Yes. The dark. No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. <laughs> Not at all. That would be great. That's great. Really? Yeah, love that. You would definitely laugh no matter what or like be happy. Yeah, I lived in New York for eight years, always wanted to look out a window and see a naked person in another window uh -huh. and then never happened. Drove cross country with my brother-in-law, was unloading his car, looked up and saw a naked person in a window and I was thrilled. Oh, it's, fuck yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not scared of that at all. Proud of you. Um, clowns? No. Sleeping alone? Definitely not. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car? No. Little person porn? That Yeah, that would be haunting. Germs? No. Me neither. No, I don't get it. I just like, don't get it. No. I like, kind of don't get the hype on germs. It's just like it's gross and you if you feel like you can see every single like gross thing but on, what if it's in, not? inside of your body, but you don't think like that. But we're already covered in them. That now I don't want to leave the house. You know what I'm afraid of? Foreign germs. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit of a xenophobe about foreign germs. Like I can't handle English germs. Like British germs freak me out. Like I'm not getting super gonorrhea. Like I can't. Yes. A strain that's not common here is right. not something I'm interested no. in. I don't I want any like that. Taiwanese swamp shit. Like I don't want any like you go swimming in a weird Asian pond and you come out like I don't know with a flesh eating disease. Not yes. interested. I never want to swim in a lake because you always hear about those like little bacterial infections like sure. that eat your flesh. Oh yeah. So yeah. Every day. Never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swallowed a bunch of, bunch of river water once and got real sick. I was a curious child. <laughs> I got super sick. It was the worst day ever. Uh, saying a new word out loud for the first time? Oh, maybe. That, sure. Yes. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw? No. First dates? Not at all. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life? No. Wait, back it up. Why don't you fear first dates? Um, they're low stakes. Second dates are such higher stakes than first dates. Okay. What's your like go-to date for, thing? Um, lately it's just, I will meet somebody for a drink and then if it's a good drink, we'll continue on to, you know, go to dinner or whatever or yeah. continue drinking. And then like the second date, I'll try to do something better than just going to dinner. But, um, yeah. Do you make reservations? Yes. I, and I pick people up, which I really like because in New York that never happened. Yeah. So it's so fun to be like, I'll pick you. I get off work at 6. I'll pick you up at 7.30. We'll go to dinner at 8. That is exactly right. You got to pick the girl up and you got to make a fucking reservation. I don't like it when I get to some place and it's fucking closed and the guy's like, oh, I didn't know. That's so young to yeah. me. It's the most unattractive thing. Grow it's up. easier to do it in a city like LA because yeah. it's such a car city. It's harder yeah. to do in New York because it doesn't make sense to go like uptown just to go into a different borough, just to go back into the city i don't know right yeah no first dates aren't they don't bother me at all but if i kind of like somebody then the second date stakes get raised and that's a little more exciting well what's that like mini golf oh god mini golf <laughs> mini anything yeah you take them to do a ton of small things just small things so i look taller <laughs> um watching mulgra nature shows no what you'll see when you look in the mirror now currently no, at any given time. No, I'm okay. Lena Dunham's success? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing in public? No, I'll dance. 
thank you for laughing at that. A lot of people are like, no, you go, girl. And I'm like, it's kind of a funny question because the only people that like actually take that seriously probably do think about it. Yeah. Uh, singing in public. No, she's great. Good for her. <laughs> singing in public. Singing in public. Yeah, I would be scared of that. Missing out on events or parties. No, don't care. Having to go to events or parties. No, I like to go. You like to go. I see you. You at see parties. me out. Yeah, <laughs> I show up. Good invitation. I show up. Yeah, uh, that you're a fraud. No. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? Yes. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected? Wow. You know, yeah, that would that is a fear. I would hate to do that. Yeah, it's embarrassing. That would be really bad. I know somebody that continues to do that to somebody they've known for like seven years. Wait, and like no one tells them? Yeah, or they just can't say it. It's so weird. But like it's this dude. And then the girl's <laughs> name is Shanali. Okay. I don't think she'll listen, but she's very nice. Um, and and he keeps saying Shanali, and it's uh. been forever. And and I, I like heard him at a wedding recently. He was like, "Hello, Shanali," and I was like, "Come on!" And oh, she's too nice to be like, yeah. "Fucking stop." Is but he important? He is not important. He's, oh, that's dark. He's sub her level of importance. So, ooh, it's really weird. It he's, doesn't sound like you're a fan of this guy. He's weird. <laughs> He switches his own name a lot, too, so he's an interesting guy. Is he a creative, or is he on the yeah, executive side? Yeah, I think side, he is. Or? He's okay. a creative, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, spending a week in Times Square. Yeah, that would suck, yes. Contracting an STD. Yes. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No. Going through TSA. No. Needles. Yes. What's in tap water? No. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yes. That'd be hard. Yeah. I love them, but you 72 are... hours. Did we talk about this before? Like, within three days, I'm good to go, and I like them all completely. I will. I'm exactly the same. I have a four-day rule. Yeah. And that's, and that's just, I love them, but it's too much. And my mom always pushes it on the reverse. She tries to come out here for two weeks, and it's always like, I bought the ticket, and this was the best time. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, weeks. That's you crazy lot. monster. You know that there was another time you could have booked <laughs> this that was not two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like after five days, it's just a lot. And I don't like a staying with me moment. Yeah. Uh, so Because especially my mom is so close to me, and I love her. She wants to stay in my bed with me. She's like really loves me yeah. in that way, and it's just too much for me. I'm yeah. not... I'm I am her equal and opposite person and that like I just am for every part of her that wants to wrap her arms around me I like really don't want to be hugged um I need breaks <laughs> like I could do three days on two days off three days on two but I right. need days just totally alone to be left alone absolutely and so yeah 72 hours I start scratching the walls I usually wind up just camping out in my room and pouting if I'm there for longer. And then I feel very guilty about that. Like yeah. I think my younger sister is a little bit of, they're all younger than me. I think they're all a little bit afraid of me because like day four, I turn into a wench. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> I, and you end up drinking a lot and doing all those things just to kind of ease. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm like a full-blown alcoholic because there's a non- there's a nonstop supply of wine at my parents' house. Yeah, it's great. So, and my stepdad, God bless him, like, if I drink all the wine in the house, he just goes and gets more. Yep. It's not like, oh, that's a sign that we <laughs> we're yeah. out of wine. No. <laughs> nope. He's just like, oh, Malster, you need more wine? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, but it's, it's gluttonous. When yes, I'm a wine. month would be scary, yes. Sunday nights. No. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. No. Commitment. Yeah. Becoming homeless. No, not at all. Change. No. Wait. Regarding commitment, are, do you think you're actually afraid of commitment or commi committing to the wrong person? That's a um, maybe both. Right now, I'm a little afraid of commitment just because I feel like I don't have time for a full-on relationship. Right. So I just don't want to be a dick to anybody. But you know, you find it when you yes, want to. That's, that's true truth. too. I mean, yeah, when it's the right person. True. Yeah, then it becomes the right time. Yeah, I'm not afraid of commitment in general. Like, I don't want to yeah. be a single dude forever. 
Yeah, but I've had boyfriends that I only want to see once a week, to be honest. Yeah. That's usually not good. No. Like, it's like, I'll see you on Saturday night and just Saturday night. It's been like most of my relationships. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not good at that. Or I, I always get into those relationships and I need to just... Or or it goes the other way. And I'm like, how how do you improve upon seven nights a week? <laughs> like, I, we just started dating when I'm supposed to move in with you, meet yes. your parents and shit. Crazy. Uh, change. No. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker. No. That'd be funny. Vomiting? No. Bugs? Definitely no. Being fisted? <laughs> yes. Unusually good looking people? Mmm. Do they scare me? No, I, I don't think so. The dentist? Yeah, I don't like the dentist. Death? No, I don't think about death. I'm probably scared of it. Like, if you pointed a gun at me, I'd be scared. I'm scared of like how to how I would die, yeah. not actual dying. But I'm not worried about like getting older and dying. That doesn't I don't think about that. Right. Um crying in public. No. Uh being with a woman who's crying in public. Nope. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. Yes. Heights. Maybe now, so maybe. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you. Yes. Birds. No. All right, cool. All right. That was, do you fear that? Yeah. I feel like we have a pretty solid understanding of your psychology now. I hope so. Would you like to uh, advise the um, masses? Oh, I'd love to help. Okay, let's do it. Hey, Mom. We're wondering how to gracefully handle people initiating conversations that you prefer not to have, specifically people from the past bringing up a memory that is painful to revisit. The last time this happened, I was at a club when I hear my name being called from behind me. This guy gets my attention, confirms that I am who he thinks I am and where I graduated high school, then reminds me of his name and that he was friends with the guy I had dated. Anyway, from what I remember of that interaction, I said, oh, I'm sorry, what an awful time to know me. High school was the worst, right? and laugh and continue dancing. I didn't try to remember who this guy was and didn't want him to know how or what I'm doing these days. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and maybe he just wanted to say, hi, I remember you. We're here tonight. What a wonderful evening. Cool to see you. But I'm 30 and I have enough friends and a quality boyfriend, satisfying job, and I'm really proud of the life that I established for myself. The ex that he mentions is a guy who treated me like shit. Everything from negging to cyberbullying and pretty much who I credit the beginning of unhealthy relationship patterns. I've since been able to recognize those red flags and shut those down quickly. Plus, I've done a lot of work on myself to prevent attracting guys from even attempting to pull off that crap behavior. This type of situation happens often enough, being that I live in the major city of the suburb I grew up in. I'm approachable and open to nostalgia talk, but sometimes, especially some memories, I just can't go there. Why do you think people do the, hey, I know you from so-and-so, and what's a girl to do when you get in these conversations and have no effing clue who is talking to you? Humor and politeness is clearly the way I go. Uh, anywhere from being like, whoa, whoa, am I being served papers to um, trying to place you? Remind me where we met? <sighs> Please advise. Okay. We were just talking about how we're not. Because I actually was like, did she ask two questions or is this all one question? Okay. Right. The first question was, and I noted it, and I actually couldn't really think beyond it because I was stuck there. How do you gracefully deal with someone who approaches you in public and says like, hey, we have this mutual and that mutual is a very sore subject for you. And you not only do you not want to just not only do you not want to deal with the person you're talking to, but it it upsets you to talk about them. And uh, I don't know. It sounds like you handled it really well. What a good time. It, to put You put it on you. Your second question, though, which was, um, how do you deal with people walking up to you in public? Girl, it's kind of like your point of view is kind of socially maladjusted. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she's also saying that, like, she lives in the town that she grew, grew, grew up in. So this is kind of happening all the time to her. Okay, then move. Yeah, or just, 
if you don't need more friends, just be polite and move on. Like to say like high school is a weird time for me and then go back to dancing is cool. You don't but, need to think know, about that further. It's not it's not weird to see someone you know in no. public and acknowledge them. No, like that's not so at all. you have to stop looking at like why do people think it's okay to walk up to you and say, Hey, what's up? Sure. That's not weird. No. They're actually that's kind of how people are socialized. Uh, so you're supposed to do that. Yeah, and especially if he really did know who she was and it wasn't just like, don't we know each other? Aren't you the... Yeah. He knew exactly who she was. Here's my question about that because there's times where situations like this could be a real mind fuck where the person's purposely bringing this up to you knowing full well that they're just trying to like emotionally I'm manipulate so you to naive. spin out. Oh, yeah. That's new to me too. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's I what though? I always think oh. of those people. Maybe I'm just like so cynical. I'm like, oh, you're prop- you're purposely trying to do this to me? I-, I figured something out. I have a new thing I did. I pulled this the other night, and Ed thinks it's brilliant. Someone said to me, hey, don't you know this girl? And I do know her, and I fucking hate her guts because sure. she's been terrible to I me. I hate her, too. Fuck her. She's awful. Ed hates her, too. And so uh, she was like, don't you know this girl? And I just was like, I don't know that name. And she was like, she was like, no, I know, you know, I was like, no, never heard that name. (laughs) And just like, and and just like, I just was completely dismissive about it. Pretended I never heard the name. And you know what? Nothing bad can come from that because I didn't say anything mean about her. All I did was deny her existence. (laughs) And I think that denying someone's existence can be pretty powerful. Sure. And a nice defense mechanism because then you're not caught saying anything, but you kind of get to do a little fuck you. Yeah. I don't think the second part of her question is just. He seemed probably like a nice guy that was trying to make a connection yeah. with somebody he knew since high school. That's no big deal. Do you ever like a casual fuck you like that? Like when you realize you have an opportunity to answer something gracefully, but then no, no, no. I always, I always am overly polite. I think I yeah. take the highest roads possible so I don't ever feel guilty. That's good. Yeah, I try to. Uh, it's hard, but yeah, I can be pretty irrational. I mean, I don't ever like to make someone feel like an asshole or feel bad, but if I definitely have a habit of swinging back, it's probably my biggest downfall. Yeah. (laughs) But that's fun. I mean, I don't blame you. And if I was standing next to you when you did that, I would just, you know, still keep talking to you and hang out. So I don't think it's bad. I can be very oblivious and have no idea that someone's completely making fun of me to my face until like in the ride home later. Which is good. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more thoughts for this lovely woman? Nope. All right. Next call. Hey, Miles. This is Caitlin. I just had a quick question. Um, is it okay to drink wine when you're by yourself? Um, when When is that not okay? Um, when do you become an alcoholic? Because sometimes I want to just sit at home and drink red wine. I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but I don't want to be one. So... Thoughts on that? Bye. Girl, even maybe have a cookie or a scoop of ice cream. Who knows? Of course it's fine. (laughs) It's definitely fine. What do you do? How much what do you do? How much do you drink at home alone, Scotty? (laughs) Um, I used to drink home alone a lot more. Uh but I still drink home alone all the time. I love having a drink. So Yeah. I do too. No shame in that game. I actually prefer it. I would rather drink alone than with other people because I don't trust them. Uh, me too. And yeah. It, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll just get just a wild hair and just go. I'm just sitting here and getting drunk and having fun, and I'll. It's great. Yeah. I love it. What what um I unfortunately wind up doing is I love it for like too many days in a row, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm just day drinking yeah. for no reason because I work from home. It's great. And so I'm just shit faced by five p.m. Yeah. Um. So that I'm that I'm working on curtailing a little bit, but I would say that maybe you have an issue when. <laughs> When you're me, um, and you're in that place, but no, but that's definitely can, great. Come home and drink a couple glasses of wine. That's yeah. awesome. Drink a bottle. It's very exactly. It's very European. Red wine as well. It's, it's great that you're not drinking a shitty Moscato wine. Plus, by she's yourself. sweet. You can tell that's a sweet person for even asking that question. Very sweet. Even person. thinking of it proves that and, that's yeah, a nice. Yeah, you're self aware n- enough to know when it would become a problem. She made I her think. high school boyfriend wait like two years to have sex. Yeah, and um, it was sort of worth it. <laughs> totally. I have a question for you. Yeah. What's the girliest drink you've ever had or ordered? Um, had as any of them and ordered. I was I got a pina colada in uh, San Diego like two weekends ago. <laughs> That's a great drink. Loved it. You were a bartender, right? Yeah. So what would you say like are the signs, the marks of an alcoholic when you're at a bar when you're working a bar? 
besides the fact that they drink a lot. Yeah, speed. Yeah, they just kind of like, whoop. you know, it, like that's actually interesting. Like movie alcoholics are always just like, like they drink it so fast. Um, I think it's when you like hide drinks. I think it's like when you're hiding drinks. So like you'll order a drink. And then they'll order another drink. So they kind of have, they're finishing one while they have another one. And they'll kind of like bang one out in the bathroom. Like you can just tell when people are hiding drinks. Or like people that bring flasks while they're also drinking. Um, uh, There's a lot. But most of like the day drinkers that were like functional alcoholics. Yeah. They come in, you know, shaky and shitty and tired. And they don't have energy until they drink. So that's right. like another thing you're tired. And even if you're drinking coffee, it's like you have three drinks and suddenly you're wide awake. That's usually a pretty good sign. Right. That they're drinking seven days a week. Right. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But – and I, yeah, that's it. But it also is like I find that alcoholics have their drink to like your question is like some people only want to drink one thing. And right. like real alcoholics – there was a guy in Brooklyn that used to drink – um half a pint of Coke, and then fill the rest with red wine. And he yeah. said his mom used to give him t- that to him That's when he was a Italian kid. Thing, yeah. yeah, Black Tony or whatever yeah. his name was. And he would um, he would do that all day. Yeah. So it's like if you have a special thing that you only drink sometimes, that I would see that with those guys. Nobody's switching it up. Yeah. I, that's why I've always been kind of blown away by Ramona Singer on Real Housewives of New, uh, New York because she is like a Pinot drunk and that's she drinks Pinot Grigio all the time. And Pinot's such like kind of a sweet wine in yeah. my mind that I can't imagine drinking. For me, it's like when I was really soaking myself in white wine, I had to go to Sauvignon Blanc because everything else was just like eating candy all day. It becomes disgusting. I'm shocked that she's been able to drink several bottles of Pinot a week for however many years she has. Yeah, that's a good red flag. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. She's great. Yeah, you're fine. You're adorable, yes. actually. All right, next call. Hi, Malls. First off, I just want to say I'm really excited. I'm a first-time caller, and I just recently started listening to you guys, and I'm a little nervous, um, but I definitely listen to you guys every day. It's what gets me through work. Um, I am having a situation with my current boyfriend. Just to give you a little backstory, I moved from New Jersey to Wisconsin just under a year ago, and I lived in New Jersey for about eight years, four of which I was dating a woman, and um, I guess that kind of complicates things for me because my current situation, being in the Midwest, um, It's hard for people to understand a bisexual woman sometimes. Um, So anyway, I moved back to Wisconsin and met a really great guy. At first, I wasn't employed, so it was really easy to spend a ton of time together, definitely build a great foundation. Um, But then I got a job, and it got more difficult because he works at night, and I work during the day. So... I am having some issues with the communication, and I know part of it is that he's a guy, and I feel like in some ways I'm kind of projecting my previous relationship on him because women are more emotive and more quick to respond and tell me, you know, I'm pretty, I love you, that kind of thing. And I know he's really a manly man and doesn't really go for emotions all the time. So... I guess my question for you is if you have any advice on approaching communication with a guy um, or maybe I'm just being silly and making too much of a big deal out of it. I don't know, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, Please advise. Dude, what do you think? I think schedule is underappreciated in importance in relationships. People Mm -hmm. don't talk about that enough, but I think it's tough. I and think equali- it, schedule equality is very important. Yeah, people don't really say that too much, but it's actually a huge, to me, could be a deal breaker because it's like sh- you can't just quit your job. Or, no. you know, most people just can't quit their job and switch it up. So if you're not seeing each other, that's bad. That's the real bad. The fact that he seems to, I think that's actually a borderline like abusive trait if he is, um, because that's very common. Um, a woman would rarely hold against a guy. The fact that he has to go to work. In fact, if you were unemployed and 
if your boyfriend was unemployed and you got a job, I think most people would be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he's kind of um, holding it against you, that you have to be at, at work, or maybe it's falling on you, the responsibility of this new um, tense schedule, um, I think that's dick. Yeah. I just say dump. I always say if you're like at this point where I you're agree. like, just dump them. Yeah. It shouldn't be this difficult. And, you know, um, I don't know if you want like one giant long processing conversation of a relationship, if that's what you're talking about in terms of like womanly communication, or if this guy just is kind of falling short for you and you're trying to make it work because, let's face it, I would say the dating pool is probably quickly um, narrowed. When yeah. you move from New Jersey to Wisconsin. Yes, very different. But, yeah, and if you can't see a change in sight at all, like, do you want to just spend years with this schedule where you just don't see each other? It seems like pull the plug. Right, yeah. And Yeah. I don't know. Um, as a straight dude, do you think you have, you feel like you have a hard time kind of, like, appreciate or, like, showing affection or, like, verbally complimenting, like, the women that you're with. I think I'm pretty like, good about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think I'm pretty good about that. I feel like that's a common complaint amongst my like lady friends is that they don't uh, guys don't put enough planning into dates or they don't compliment them enough. And it's not what like I a have a problem machine. with is like the slowdown on it. Like I I think that if you overset the expectation and then the drop off of natural drop off is just it's and like. You know, if we've been dating for, you know, X amount of time and you haven't told me I'm pretty in four months, that's a problem. Like if it's been like six months since you brought me flowers. Yeah, that's a problem. It just made me think of uh, a common com- uh, common call that like Dan Savage gets is that there's been like significant drop in like blowjobs during the course of a re- right. straight relationship. So I was just wondering if there was a correlation between that. And straight men. Not in my house, women. but I mean, I also don't. I mean, it's. Di- I mean, it's just. It's different. I yeah. see. Here's the thing. I try very hard to always make sure that the few people in my life that I care about feel appreciated. I also, bust your balls really hard, but I will make sure that for the most part, people in my life feel appreciated. So I don't like not feeling appreciated by the people I make time for. I know it's probably the Capricorn in me. What about what? What did you did you answer this question? Or am um, I, just- I think she should get out of it because the and that if that schedules permanent this problem's not going to go away but yeah yeah, to i compliment the whole way through and i actually had like a weird thing a few years ago where like i'd been in a relationship for a long time and it started off really strong and then kind of faded and then i like just made this weird decision where i was like i'm just gonna do everything i can to be like my best boyfriend to her and like killed it for like five months because I knew it was dead. So yeah. I was just trying to save it. But it made me realize that I'd been slacking off for probably a year, yeah. maybe more. But then to feel the reverse was kind of awesome. So I don't know. I think whatever relationship I get in next will be like, I'll just stay plugged in longer. Yeah. Maybe forever, hopefully. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think life gets difficult. It's just, you know, when you wake up with fucking shit to do every day yeah it's hard to be appreciative yeah and you guys get comfortable with your routines and each other and it's like you don't really have to try as hard because you know that person loves you i guess yeah and that's what happens in a lot i of just like look at my dog like probably 20 times a day and think he's so cute and like <laughs> that's the thing that i feel is like oh i'm so glad that even though you're such a pain in the ass and i have to work right now and i have to take you for a walk and you like demand on sitting on me um He's so cute, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay, this is um, a, a your appreciated iTunes comment of the week. This is um, you gotta be parentheses listening to this podcast five stars um, by N A D R O J H T U R X U E L E L. Anyone who says this pod is anything. Other than wonderful is a subpar person and needs to take a good look in the mirror and face their own truth. Malls is everything you should aspire to be. Not because she's a successful writer and internet person, but also, yeah, but because she embraces her faults with a raw honesty and beauty that is so rare uh, to truly find in anyone while offering fab advice to boot. If you love yourself, listen to this pod. Was this review helpful? It was so helpful. I'm dropping the phone. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, you guys. I have a new um, iPhone, uh, and I went into my iPhone, and I opened up my podcast app, and I rated my own damn podcast because you want to know what? 
I'm not stupid. And I don't think you are either. So I think you should go into your iTunes store, look for Please Advise, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a comment. We'll read it on the show. You are so great. Many consonants, whatever your name was. All right, we have a letter. Scotty's going to read it. Here we go. Hi, Molly. I'm a 29-year-old straight female living in Seattle. I would love your advice. My family situation is complicated. Basically, I was in foster care for three years because my parents were drug addicts. Eventually, my mother died and my grandparents adopted me. I love my grandparents, but their house has always been a very stressful environment for me. When I was underage, my mentally ill and terrifying uncle lived there and the cops were called on a regular basis. It was chaotic. Now I'm an adult and living in a great neighborhood with my boyfriend. Because I grew up in chaos, I try to live as calmly and fun as possible. I take Prozac, practice hot yoga, eat organic, smoke so <laughs> socially smoke weed, drink, read, you know, just do things that make me happy. But my father is dying and I need to say goodbye and let him know that he is loved and appreciated. The house is still very stressful. My heroin-addicted piece of shit cousin lives there. My grandfather shits and pisses himself in the living room and my grandmother is regularly having emotional breakdowns. What I would like your help with is figuring out a way to visit my grandparents, bring positivity to them, and leave without crying the entire drive home. I would also like a way to say uh, goodbye to a, to a man that likes to be left alone. I'll say that again. I would also like a way to say goodbye to a man that likes to be left alone, avoid emotions, and is in completely vulnerable position without making him any more uncomfortable little that might have been my fault reading that i know it's kind of deep but you know about real shit so any suggestions would be appreciated thanks jen so i'm thinking like uh blowjob <laughs> blow the guy she should blow her dying fire. i mean look i don't know he won't look, remember it i um uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say I didn't say goodbye to my dying father. Uh, what would you do? I mean, that was a nice letter she just wrote. Can she write her grandfather a letter? I don't know if it's or was it father? It's her father's dying, but her grandfather is pretty much. A oh, right. Mess. He's right there, too. Yeah. And her father was the one that was um, he was a drug addict who why she wound up in yeah. foster care so that's probably Oof. obvious i mean i think it's really nice she wants to say goodbye to him i think maybe you could write him a letter like you just kind of did um, yeah this yeah. is way outside of my depths but i mean if you want to say something it seems like she has to say what she wants to say and even if it's going to fall on an uh, emotionally unavailable person yeah but um the- if you feel you need to say it out loud do you feel like that? Does that really make you feel better? I like to say things in writing. I'm definitely a writer. Yeah. Definitely I definitely would write something. I don't even know how to talk to people really out loud. Yeah. So I, I'm <laughs> usually like, can I just write this? Yeah. And I'll get back to you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, what do you think, girl? You know, um, when I was 20 years old, um, my aunt died while she was shopping for Christmas presents on wow. like December 23rd. And like a couple weeks prior, I was just really busy with college. It was like my junior year of college and I was in finals and I kept putting off seeing her. Um, and I knew I was going to see her at Christmas and I was going to give her a Christmas present, a Christmas present that I never gave her because she died. Um, <laughs> but one of the biggest regrets that I've had to this day was not telling her that I loved her enough. And had I known that she was going to die, I knew that I would go and let her know. And I know she knew that I loved her, but I needed to say it. So I think however painful it is for you to be in that house, I think it's going to be okay because your father's probably going to be in a bedroom somewhere. So you can just go straight to the bedroom and see your father and say what you have to say. Even if it is difficult, you'll have that last moment that a lot of people don't get to have with someone that they love and just kind of spend time and you don't have to, you know, make it some grand speech that you have to say. It's just a matter of like holding his hand from the last time, looking into his eyes for the last time and just saying, I love you. And then you can leave the house without having to talk to anyone else and just say, you know what? That was really hard for me. I'm going to go home now. 
I hope you all are doing okay. You know, talk to your grandparents if you want to say goodbye to them, even though they're not emotional people. And, you know, just know that you have a, a time that a lot of people don't have and that you should maybe take it to your advantage, however emotionally difficult that may be. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to say I feel I, and thank you for sharing that because um, I, I know that that's a sensitive thing for you. Um, but I want to say I feel for her because this is bullshit on I would feel very angry that yeah. this I have to be the adult to this extent in a situation with my own parents and yeah. my own yeah. family. Um, so I feel for you in that regard because that sucks. Like that really blows that you were robbed of that experience. And yet it's like, I, I mean, trust me, I have those dynamics in my own life. And that's really it's very frustrating when you can't just be the fucking kid. Like it really sucks. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. And uh Please update us. Let us know how it goes. 323-450-7408. Let's take our next call. Hey, Malls and crew. This is Danny. I'm 26 from Southern California. And I got caught up like a total moron on my last message. So I'm going to make this the Reader's Digest version of my question. So basically, my question is about cussing. Um, I, like I said, I'm 26. I'm a stylist and blogger. I'm a creative gal. I recently launched a website almost six months ago, and it's been very successful beyond what I was anticipating was possible, and it's almost to the point where I'm supporting myself completely with this, which is awesome, dreams coming true, whatever. Sad part is that I am currently working a side job that I absolutely hate. Um, I mean, I won't even go into detail. It's not worth it. Everyone's boss is a moron. Everyone deals with bullshit at their bullshit job. That's totally fine. Basically, just looking for a little, little bit of mauled words of real talk wisdom to get through a shit job and keep on keeping on. Please advise. Thanks, you guys. Bye. So I did hear, just adding a producer's note here, um, in her original message, she was asking, because she, she's kind of on the cusp of success with her blog, and she's not quite there yet to give up her job to yeah. do her blogging full time. So that's really... Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that's Okay, good. All right. That's what I thought. So she wants but... to, like, stick it out while she... Like, um, on that. Well, Scotty, what do, you, what do you have to say about this? I would quit the job for sure. Mm-hmm. If your job just is killing you, you got to get out of there. And I know it's like it's hard to save money to get freedom. Right. But um, if she's close, I've never heard anybody say cusping before like that. I either. know. That's why I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. Okay, keep going. But if she's close or making some money, I don't know. My battle plan would be like just save like crazy for two months and get the hell out of there. Yeah, I – um. I go back to I'm very like pragmatic about this shit and I just like I really feel that it's not your you are like you got to keep working because you're not entitled to this like you're not you will <laughs> you will either have this happen or not um, but one way or the other you got to pay your rent and um, it's nice to like go on go take a uh, a dive for your dreams or whatever but like you are you maybe you're cusping or maybe you've peaked I don't know. So That's I think true. you should stay That's at true. work uh, and you should continue to do your website that, I mean, I don't know how bad your job is killing you, but I do know, uh, especially at your age, you've been young. doing bitch jobs. So for several years, she's 26. So she's been only in the, really in the bitch position. Now she's getting a little bit taste of that boss life. Yeah. And um, I see an error that a lot of people make around this time where it's that like they're on their verge to like fo- not need the system anymore. You still need the system. Don't diss the system. Like people who think that they're past the point of struggling or having to um, try for things, uh, no. Right. <laughs> and I've actually had great successes in my life and then wind up like a year and a half later fucking broke and like what's going to happen in my life? And then my own website sold last week. So like these things happen in waves. And when you least expect, I had $12 a day in my website sold, by the way, you guys, I took a picture of it. I had negative $7 in my bank of America. So I guess I didn't even have $12. That's great. <laughs> I, I took, I, I'll show you the screen grab. It's That's really funny. Great. Um, You're right, but it could be a lateral move. I think she should still get out of that job, even if it's a sidestep into right. the same job, different environment. But you're right. You got to keep working. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And whenever you could start to get comfortable. Get fucked. Yeah, anyway, that's true. Uh, all right, next call. Sorry I'm mean. I'm like the mean parent, but I don't, I don't have just a problem say, with that. Just say happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, bitch. There I know this is such a spooky episode. <laughs> We're laughing about this. Ooh, foster and care. Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, <laughs> next call. <laughs> hey, Malls. My name's Rachel. I'm 28. I live in Atlanta. I'm about to take my first grown-up trip to L.A. with my boyfriend. And, of course, he brought up your podcast because he knows that I listen to it religiously. Anyhow, what should we do? Where should we go? Tell us about your city. Thank you. Rachel's on one. All right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, she's cool. What would you do? This, you- we might have talked about it. this. Is such a hard city to, to do anything besides go to restaurants and bars, and uh, that's like the LA thing. Like I don't send people to the museums, right? Mm. And like I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I um when I go to another city, I don't want to like go hiking at whatever their version of Griffith Park is. No, like, not I, at no, all. <laughs> I don't want to pack sneakers. I don't want to be like I don't want to. You know, people say Runyon. It's a 15 minute walk, and yeah. if they workout gear you're gonna have to pack for that 15 minute walk. It's not worth it. Go get a juice. Go go um get try juices. Yeah, juice is very popular here. Uh, I'm going to this place called the Springs next week with my friend Katie. Um, it's like a wellness center that has yoga and like all sorts of shit. Gwyneth Paltrow supposedly goes there. It's a very like celeb centric place. You can go get like some raw food and do douchey LA shit like that. Go bars and down. restaurants. Just go do the yeah. thing. Where do you like right now? Everybody will say go to Bestia, so make a uh, reservation now. To where? Bestia. Oh, I've never, downtown. No. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I don't know what I like right now. Great. My favorite restaurant has always in LA has always been Taylor's in Koreatown. Oh yeah, um, that's the shit. Go to Taylor's in Koreatown. It's a steakhouse. It's not Korean at all. My table is table number ten. And go eat at Mall's table. Yes. And uh get the Molly salad. And it's just it's the most fun. I love it. Go down to Redondo Beach, go to Old Tony's. It's a bar, sit upstairs, get a fireman, it's a very good drink. Sit out there, it's beautiful oh and when you go to koreatown too you should go to the prince yeah um and hms bounty those are fun bars oh, around yeah. there you can also go um tons of karaoke park korean barbecue on vermont is great yeah. they went there on vanderpump rules it's a weird city because you like in new york you just go yeah go to grand central go see the empire state building go see the statue of liberty go to moma go to here it's i mean we have museums but go to the beach hang yeah. out yeah yeah santa monica if you want that really touristy experience go venice to santa will hit you with that the yeah. venice boardwalk will hit you with that and then there's like cute stuff in town i don't know where you're staying though that's true if you don't have a car forget it yeah like, just where you should stay with you should look up what's in your area we because, cannot you know, emphasize this enough like la is a very spread out city and you absolutely need a car to get around mm-hmm I think that's something people underestimate a lot. No, I, t- I remember I took like a three hour walk when I first moved here and I it was from Fairfax in Wilshire to Sunset and Vine. And like <laughs> everyone was like, you did what? Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like because that's, you know, I was just used to walking East Coast style. Uh, but it, it's weird because now that I even now that I live here, it's not that big of a distance I spanned that day. No. <laughs> We got to give her one thing. What's one thing she can do? A couple. Um, uh, there's got to be something. There's a color me mine in the valley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, we've all lived in L.A. for more than five years and we're struggling. It's like go to Joshua Tree. Go look at that. Get that's out of different town. different than Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's cool. There's stuff. So, yeah, go to Sequoia National Park. That's close. Go um go to the valley and drive around and look at the Back to the Future houses. Go do like go go drive around and look at the Brady Bunch house. Do that shit. I do love Griffith Park. I know it's like but you don't have to hike. There's other things to do in Griffith Park. Yeah, so, like the observatory is really cool. Yeah, Death Valley. Cool. You should go drive out cool. to go yeah. to the observatory. Oh, You'll have a nice time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Getty Museum is pretty cool. People love the Getty. Yeah. You can do mushrooms um, at Griffith Park, too. Yeah, yeah, do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I would do Come that's... to LA and do trucks. Go that's... to the Hollywood Bowl, do some drugs. It's a great week. Yeah. Actually, you should see a show, too. You should take advantage of the fact that we are kind of a, I mean, Atlanta is as well, but like a hub for entertainment. And yeah. there's. Check out some sh- stuff at Largo or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're 28. Like, you sound a little too savvy to like take a studio tour or something she like that. Cool. So, yeah. She yeah. Rachel, getting it. Um, all right. Have fun, guys. All right. We're going to do some table topics. Yeah. Yeah. This is some a party game. Okay, Scotty. How much would you pay to slam dunk? Or, sorry. How much would you pay to be able to slam dunk? Like, consistently, I can slam dunk whenever I want? I think so. Um, 100 grand. Really? Sure. And would you use it at parties and stuff? Anytime I was near a basketball hoop, I would slam something. Well, you could probably make a lot of money back. Yeah. Um, by doing that. So you yeah. could make your hundred thousand back pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, I'd be like, I I bet I can dunk over there. And they'd be like, No, you can't. And yeah. I would just destroy it. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Just so the listeners can get a visual, how tall are you? Six three. <laughs> I should you be are able pretty to. tall. I know. Yeah. Why can't you? Uh you know, I don't Scott, know. Why can't you dunk? I can <laughs> There's this funny thing that happens around dudes my age where they'll brag about what they can do basketball while, and people are like, I can still get rim. Or somebody will be like, I can dunk a tennis ball. And you're like, why are we talking about it? Uh, I can touch net or backboard. And it's like, we're all, no, it's done. That dream's done. Let that one go. If a guy said to me you could still get rim, I would have no clue what he was talking yeah. about, and I would assume hey, the I worst. Can still get rim. Um, what's the poorest you've ever been? 80 bucks, 80 bucks in my bank account. And, but what, what did that look like for you? Like, what were you eating? Oh, I was eating, um, that's a, sorry, that was a bad answer. No, it's um, fine. No, it's a good, it's a very honest I was honest living answer. in Brooklyn with a roommate and I would go and buy two dozen eggs. I would buy three jars of spaghetti, pasta, sort of sauce, and then box, and I would eat two or three eggs for breakfast and then a bowl of spaghetti for dinner for weeks at a time. Wow. Yeah. That's actually the dude equivalent of what I would do. I just like get a bag of carrots and a thing of hummus and eat that slowly over a week. Yeah. And then I also would get a thing of English muffins and I would like jazz up my English muffins it's all the week. The same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they did dumplings in Chinatown in New York that were 50 for eight bucks frozen. And so I would buy two bags of frozen dumplings and eat dumplings three meals a day at my peak. Dumplings are the jam. Oh, I was very happy. <laughs> yeah. There's, you made it work. Um, oh, this is a good Halloween question. Great. What's the most scared you've ever been? Hmm. Um, when, when I was pretty young, we would all throw eggs and stuff at cars and we threw eggs and shot this one car with paintballs and rocks and we just, it was sparking. We hit it with so much stuff and the guy whipped it around and pulled back in this yard and we all started running and I hid, I was like 11 and all the older kids just took off and I was hidden very well, but I saw him get out of his car with like. I was like, is it a shotgun? Is it a golf club? Something over his shoulder and just find everybody one at a time and like yanked them up to the house. And I made a run for it. But I remember being, I thought he was going to shoot us. I I didn't get caught though. But that was my most scared probably. That's serious bad boy shit. Yeah. That's actually real. Like I can't imagine you vandalizing something. I got it all out of my system. Yeah. We used to throw, uh, we'd put three or four eggs in each hand and then hit trucks with like, Four or five dozen eggs at a time. Wow. It was cool. Probably the best night of my life. Yeah. I've never felt so alive. Sure. What's the drunkest you've ever been? Um, in New Orleans, my buddy had <laughs> that a, sounds like accurate for most people. Too. <laughs> she had a bachelor bachelorette party, and my the guy, my buddy, who is her best friend, was like, "Let's get a party bus. Let's drink a five hour energy. Let's take an Adderall. Let's go for this." So we all did, and then we drank. I don't know. 20 or 30 drinks over the next five or six hours. And then I blacked out, which I never really do. And the next morning I went down to the lobby to get a hair of the dog. And the bartender goes, hey, it's a beef top beef. And I went, (laughs) what? And she goes, beef top beef, right? And I go, "Uh, I guess so. And then I was like, she's like, you don't remember? I go, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. She goes, you really don't remember being here. I was like, was I here all night? She goes, yeah, you guys rolled in at like two and drank till we closed. And then I was like, oh. And she's like, then you went over to that bar and closed that bar. You guys, and 
I fi- figured out who was there with me through her. And I go, well, what do you mean, beef top beef? She goes, that's all you said for four hours. And then so my other friends joined me for Hair of the Dog. And they were like, beef top beef. And I was like, so tell me. And they were like, we got in the cab at midnight. And from midnight till 6 a.m., the only thing I would say to anybody was beef top beef. To the point where I checked into my own hotel room. And when I was walking out after the hair of the dog, the guys working there went, beef top beef. (laughs) And so... I tipped, I ordered rounds, I told the cabbie, anybody that would ask me any question or anything, I would say beef top beef and start cracking up. And they said it got funny again after four hours. But yeah, for um, whatever that is, six or seven hours straight, I only said the words beef top beef, which means nothing to me in my life. Uh, All night to everyone checked in. They gave me a room, New Orleans is cool, because they continued serving me. All the way through the night, uh, fell asleep with my keys, my wallet, everything. Didn't lose a thing, but did only respond beef top beef all night. (laughs) So that was three years ago. (laughs) I love that story so much. Yeah, so I can top it, but that—that's my drunkest. But I don't remember. Yeah, so that's amazing. Having like waking up the next day to an entire legend that you don't remember is pretty amazing. The. The bellhop, the guys holding the door, and they were doing it like a catchphrase. Like, like, like hey, if I was, yeah, right. It's like, it was so amazing um, that, yeah, it's like if MC Hammer walked by and they were like, you can't touch this. So I'm like walking by and they're like, beefed up, beef. And so I just got to the point where I was just waving and like, yeah, like, it's me. I should have just kept saying it and kept some Tourette's even going, but. Yeah, and so that was the W in New Orleans, which is no longer there. But yeah, for eight hours, I only responded oh with that. Oh my God, that is so, so <laughs> funny to me. Um, okay, which fictional character would you adopt into your extended family to make gatherings more interesting? Um, I mean, Patrick Bateman, I guess. Patrick Bateman? Yeah. You really like you think you would like you don't think you'd try to have sex with your cousins and then murder them? Um, Yeah, I mean, but that would or that would get us talking. He would just (laughs) talk to you about eighties music, yeah, which I love. Yeah, yeah, he's got great taste in music. Yeah, Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman is has very sexy getting ready routine. Shredded. Yeah, he's he's very. I mean, it really bums me out how attracted I am to him every time I watch that movie. Oh yeah. Have you ever been conned? Yes. What happened? I. Um, needed a roommate in New York when I was broke, and I put an ad up on MySpace back in the day, and I got a response and got I got totally catfished by a British woman that was not really a British woman. It was a African man, and uh, I s- ended up sending $1,500 worth of checks because I was getting checks in the mail and then cashing them, and then they would call and be like, hey, can you send 600 of that back over here so I can ship a mattress? And I was like, sure. So I did that when I was like, I think it was 24, so about oh, 10 wow. years ago. So I, lo- I had two grand in the bank total, richest I'd ever been by far in my whole life. And I think I burned like fifteen or 1,600 of it in like three days, not knowing. And then the guy at Western Union, finally, this dude was like, do you know this person? I was like, no. And he goes, I highly, highly, highly recommend you don't send this money. And I'm getting like texts and emails being like, hey, hurry, we're waiting for that money. Oh, yeah. So I got fucked. And it was before uh, it was on 2020 and all that shit. And so I lost all my money. You know, there's that like, have you heard that story of the vigilantes on um, online that it was on This American Life? Yes. It's pretty cool, right? Love them. I mean, it's crazy, though, when you think about it. So basically, they're just like, you know, they're it's like anonymous, but specifically for getting back at Nigerian con artists. And they... <laughs> Basically, have decided they figure out a way to con the con artists yeah. by saying like, "Hey, I'm a dumb American, and like I have all this money, and I need like I need help." Like basically, they did a reverse scam on them. Did you ever hear the textbook one? That's the best one. No, it's the real short version. Is a guy got one of those emails and he was getting he was about to get scammed, realized what was going on, then switched it and was like, "Hey, I don't know what you're into, but I just got paid." a thousand dollars to type this textbook oh right that one and then so he had like 15 guys over there just typing word for word for word textbook stuff and never sent them checks so then he just had like a classroom full of men typing 
textbooks. Yeah. And yeah, he just flipped it on him. I mean, it's some of the stories were actually pretty scary because like one, you know, when you're over there and you're setting up a con like that, rules are a little different. Yeah. So like there's people cut like basically like I'm going to fucking murder you if you don't get me this money. So it's like yeah. I don't know if anyone died as a result of that, but no. uh, the stakes are definitely higher over there than yeah. they are here. Um, Happy Halloween, you know. Boo. boo. <laughs> uh, what secrets will you keep from your children? Um, a little, I'm sure a lot. Um, God. Do you think you'll like... Did your parents tell you if they smoked pot or not? They didn't tell me but i also don't know how much they did right I, like i feel like they didn't so mm-hmm. like maybe yeah maybe any but I, I don't know i'm not gonna be that closed off i actually also don't think i'm gonna have kids so right but if hypothetical kids i'd probably hide stuff like drug use or i don't know i'm not too ashamed of anything like that maybe be, beef top beef i might not drop that right. on them until they're 18 but um no i don't my know my stepdad exploded his uh stomach um uh, shotgunning like 40 beers in college. Whoa. That's yeah. But I mean, that was like, if anything, it was a fun cautionary tale in our family that you actually could do that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I guess the normal things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely no sexy stuff. Um, yeah, probably not. Want to know how many people I fucked before your mom? I won't um. tell my kids how many people I've slept with. That's a good one. Yeah. I won't. Um, all right. Well, Scotty, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It was me. very, very fun to have it you was on. Great. Um, and uh, you know, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Where can people find you? Um, how about just on Twitter is fine. Marilyn Mudflap on Twitter and Workaholics. I do a conning catfishing episode this season called Gone Catfishing. Where Blake oh, that's gets right. catfished. I actually liked that title. I saw him when you posted it. I was like, that's a clever title. Well, well by mm. God. How many episodes have you written? Three. Just okay. three. Nice. Yeah. And is it it's a fun room, obviously. It's the best. Yeah. It's a great it's a great gig. You it, wouldn't be able to say even if it wasn't. No, but I, I think it's probably one of the best rooms. We that's great. We work great hours. We don't scream at each other. We yeah, it's great. We just try to make each other laugh. That's good. The laughter's still there. God, after all these years. Yeah. I, you know? No, season three of Two Broke Girls, I, we didn't laugh. <laughs> we laugh a lot. We, yeah. we bust on each other a lot. Yeah. yeah That's good. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, dude, thanks so much for being here. This is Thank Please you. Advise. Call 323-450-7408 if you want to have your question on the show. You can also email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with a letter or a voice note. We love voice notes because the audio quality is really good. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Just search for PLZ Advise. Also, check us out on soundcloud.com slash please advise. Subscribe on iTunes and find me. I'm at Malls. All right. Bye, guys.